Blog Talk Radio. And when the cupboard's bare, there's always something there with my love. It's understood everywhere with my love. My love does it. And when I Good evening everyone. I am your host Tahani. I'm here with my two lovely co-hosts, Tamia and Journalistic Chick, and we are the ladies of Pillow Talk. Hey, hey, hey. It's your girl Journalistic Chick. I'm so excited to be back for the second week, and I hope you guys are too. Tonight we have a special guest, um a woman who has been through a lot of infidelity, um, someone who has a ministry now of its healing time and who lives by the mantra, no side chicken. And I wanted to welcome Miss Trey Kearney. Hey. Hi, hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, thanks so much for being here. <laughs> the audience doesn't want to stop clapping for you, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> right. Exactly. So we're just going to delve right in like you always do. Trey, you've made such a, a big impact on Periscope. Every morning you have over 6 million loves, over 4,000 followers, you know, with this whole ministry of It's Healing Time and your movement of No Side Chicken. So it has to be a place that it came from, and that's what we want to know. Well, the whole movement started based on the fact that I committed adultery when I was married. I was married at an early age and didn't know myself. So a lot of times when people see it's healing time and they hear about the book, it's healing time, we and hope in women after infidelity, they immediately think I was the one that was cheated on. But initially I was the one who cheated on my husband and I left home uh, for another man and my life went haywire and the man that I left my husband for cheated on me, and I'm not here to expose anybody. I'm here to expose the devastating effects of infidelity and the damage that side chicks cause. And we're not here to blame anybody because blame causes guilt. We're here to hold women accountable for their part in infidelity because accountability causes growth. So through my journey of infidelity, of being the cheater and then being cheated on, I learned some valuable lessons that I feel the devastation that it caused my family his family, my ex-husband's family, and his ex-wife's family because he was married, too. So basically I was a married side chick. So that's mm. where hashtag no side chicken came from, that we have to stop this madness because as women we have to honor guard and respect each other's relationships to rebuild our homes and our communities. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely a very um, very interesting um, story because you don't really hear many women you know, come out and actually admit to, you know, being a side chick, mm-hmm. admit to being wrong for even interfering in someone else's marriage, let alone, you know, causing damage to their own. So I totally commend you for that, Trey. I mean, I really do because you don't you don't get that a lot. That That's really big. Well, well, thank you because there's a lot of blaming going on with men. Like, as women, 
we tend to really blame men for all our problems. Men are dogs. Men cheat. Men do this. And the fact is, who are they cheating with? Who are they being dogs with? We're the ones that's giving them the option. If you take away somebody's option, they have to choose their choice, which is their wife, their girlfriend, or fiancé. So I'm going to say that again. If you take away their option, they have to choose their choice because they chose her. Because Mm -hmm. he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So when the mistress or the side chick comes in, you're interrupting something that he chose. So it's never, ever going to go right for you because he didn't choose you in the first place. Wow. Mm -mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah, you know, That's the medicine for y'all. <laughs> exactly, because you don't ever look at it that way. Like, you never look at it that way. You don't. And I just totally over right. my eyes doing things just in a different perspective. Wow. Right, because, yeah, because I know for everything. Right. Go ahead. I know a lot of women who, you know, are or were selfish enough to say that they'll sleep with a married man as long as their needs are being met. For instance, they're getting gifts, they're having dinners, dates you know, obviously sex, quality time. So women feel like they have it all. And a lot feel like they have well, we call that rooms, especially if they're single. <laughs> <laughs> well, we call that prostitution. If you're selling your body for gifts and favors, then you're prostituting yourself because you should be out here trying to take care of yourself other than getting money from somebody else's husband or man for favors with your body. So, ladies, if you are with a man because he's paying your phone bill or he's paying your rent or he's paying your car note or your car, whatever he's paying, if he's paying for it, you're prostituting yourself. And I hate to be harsh, but the truth is the truth, and the truth will make you free. So please don't prostitute yourself. Please. I'd rather hear a woman say, you know, I got into a situation based on the fact that I didn't know he was married and I fell in love. And there's this, in my book, I talk about, you know, when we get into a relationship with somebody, we can become addicted to the person. So it's hard when your heart is involved, when your heartstrings are involved. But to say that you're with a man, to perhaps that to come out of your mouth, that you're with somebody because they buy you things and they're paying for stuff, you're so disrespectful to yourself. You're so disrespectful to your body, your temple. So you should really check yourself. Mm. Wow. Right. But, you know, I guess, Not that I'm siding with women that say that, but their frame of thinking is that, you know, well, what I have that I'm giving him, pretty much my vagina, is precious, you know, and I'm opening up my legs for him, so he needs to give me something in return. You know, that's their frame of thinking. Mm -hmm. And and, and they get that in return through sex, dinners, dates, gifts, you know, quality time. Well, this is not precious if you're giving it away for sex, dinner, gifts. That's not a precious vagina to me. My vagina is precious, but everybody can't have it. You need to marry me or at least, you know, we live in 2017, so we'll be realistic. At least I need to be your woman and your only woman because I'm not sharing a man. Like we have so many women out here making up all these excuses, but the real reason why women do things like that is because they don't know their value. They don't know their worth. They don't know how amazing that they are. You're not a side chick. There's a wife inside of you if you just nurture her and if you were willing to wait. Delayed gratification is so much better than giving your body to so many men because one day you're going to look in the mirror and the right man is going to come along. And you're going to look at yourself in the mirror and you're going to feel used and abused because that's what happens. You know, I'm a 47-year-old woman, and there's a lot of things that I had to forgive myself for before the right person came into my life because I wasn't right. You're not going to attract the whole person if you're in pieces. 
So to the side chicks out there, I have to tell them this, and I, I always say this because when you lay down at night, I want you to hear this in your head. Cheating is a form of abuse, and if you are knowingly sleeping with somebody's husband, boyfriend, or fiancé, you're an abuser, and if there are children involved, you're a child abuser. You're mm-hmm. abusing another mm-hmm. woman if you are knowingly sleeping with her husband, boyfriend, or fiancé because there's abuse that comes along with There's a woman at home who can't sleep, who can't eat, who can't take care of her children, who's, who's mentally, emotionally, and physically sick based on the fact that you're sleeping with her husband. You could blame the man all day, but you're accountable for your actions. You know exactly what you're doing. And for the people who are going to tune in or call in or email me, inbox me, and say, what about the woman who doesn't know? We're not talking about the woman who doesn't know. We're talking about women out here who know that they are somebody's side chick, who know that they're sleeping with somebody's husband, and who know that they are clearly a home wrecker. And I'm not judging you. I used to be you, but you are a home wrecker. Mm. So, so Trey, I have a question for you. When you first cheated, did you feel any sense of guilt, like when you carried on this affair? Like, did, did you feel guilty about it? Like, how did you mask that feeling of, you know, uh, once you faced your husband after it was all done? Like, how do you... Well, I didn't feel guilty. I didn't feel guilty at all when I when I wanted what I wanted. I was in a selfish place in my life, so I really didn't care about anything or anybody. I just cared about what I wanted, what needs were not being met, and I didn't know how to effectively communicate that at the time with my husband. And I don't make excuses up for anything I've done, but I've learned along the journey that you don't feel guilty when you're selfish. Selfish people have mm. no sense of being guilty because they don't really feel like they're doing anything wrong. Now, after I got in a situation with my ex and he cheated on me and I felt the pain of betrayal, which is something that I had never experienced before, that hurt me so deep down to my spirit, to my soul, somebody that I had gave my everything to, somebody who I had trusted my life with, my deepest, darkest secrets would do this to me. Then I felt shame and guilt because I'm not that type of person that would do that to somebody, to my ex-husband and his ex-wife. So that's when the shame and the guilt came in, when I felt the pain I had caused. I didn't even really, at one point in my life, I didn't really feel bad about what he did to me. What I couldn't live with was what I did to my ex-husband. I couldn't live with the Mm -hmm. fact that I had inflicted that type of pain on somebody, because I had never, I never knew what it was until it happened to me. And to the side chick out there, there is no greater pain than when it happens to you because you will, you will. And I don't, I, a lot of people say I believe in karma. I believe in there are consequences to your actions and they will come for you. You will deal with the consequences of your actions one day. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so I want to know, you know, what, what signs did you see, you know, when, when you, I guess recognize or, you know how they say women have uh, an intuition that their mate is cheating. Right. Do you recognize any signs, you know, something that you can tell us that we can look for? Um, the signs are a person, when you know somebody and their behavior changes, like people start doing things, they start moving differently, they start disappearing, they start making up these excuses. And the one thing about, the one thing that I noticed in my situation was, the lies that he was telling his wife to be with me, he started telling me. So I was like, wait a minute, I taught you that. Hold up. Mm. <laughs> I told you to say that. 
Man, oh my God! I told you today. You gonna blow that on me? You know what that means? He's like, no, no. What are you talking about? Why would I say something like that? Because I know, because people get slick and they start saying stuff to you back to you because they think that she wouldn't think that I would be stupid enough to tell her the same lie that I told my wife. But it's mm-hmm. so stupid that you believe it. It's like, okay, he wouldn't tell me that when I told him to tell her that. But they do. Wow. But that was. Some of the signs were just, you know, small little white lies that don't that doesn't even make sense to lie about stuff. And you like lying about it. I'm just like, okay, well, why would you even lie about that? So if you're lying about that, what are you really lying about? And let me tell you something about people who get together in cheating situations. Let me tell you something about a side chick and a husband who's cheating. You could, they never really trust each other. Like I never really deep down in my soul trusted this man because he cheated on his wife. Why would I mm-hmm. trust a cheater? But I suppress that to say to myself, you know, I'm something special. You know, I got the, you know, I've got the good, good. You know, he left his life for me. You know, I don't, I'm not worried about nothing. But he wouldn't do that. So mm-hmm. I knew that deep down inside of myself, I knew like this person is capable of this type of behavior, and that's what we have to be careful of. When somebody shows you what they are capable of. That means they're capable of doing it, and they will do it again. Like, you're not right. special, and that's what I learned. Like, to a cheater, no woman is special. Mm. Somebody needs to hashtag and tweet that. To a cheater, <laughs> no woman is special. Wow. Well, <laughs> right. tweet that right now so she knows. <laughs> so, so go ahead, Sahadi. Okay. No, go ahead. I was going to ask you, Um, I guess this kind of, like, piggyback off of what uh, journalistic chick just inquired about how do women know if a man is married are there any signs that women should look out for if they're dealing with someone that is married like what do you look for then like how 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 do how oh, definitely there are signs like you can't go to his house there's so many signs you can't go to his house there's certain times of night and day that he'll call you and i mean call you see this is this is the thing about society right now we're so busy inboxing text messaging dming that we lose sight of let me call a person at 8 o'clock at night to see where they are. Like, because he's not going to answer the phone at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Let me randomly start calling. Like, don't text me. Don't text me. Call me. Because mm-hmm. why can't you call me? Why can't we have phone conversations? But we're so used to now this text messaging and all these things where you don't have to, if a person is in the room, if the wife is in the room, she can't see the text message. So start calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, right. And I, I do this all the time. That, with social media, it's real hard to cheat because if you're with me, you're going to be on social media. So if your girl out there, you better know you're going to get tagged. You gonna, if, you, if you're a male friend, you need to tell your girl, like, Trey's my good friend. Like, ain't nothing going on because you're going to be – I live my life so open and out loud right now because I lied and cheated and lived in the dark so long. All I want in my life right now is light. So if you're mm-hmm. in my light, you're go, in my life, you're going to be in my complete – sunshine. You're going to be in the light. I promise you that. So ladies, if you can't make him your profile picture, you may have a problem. Wow. Right. Somebody put need to ask that too. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. If you can't make him your profile picture, if you have to ask, he ain't your man. I don't have to ask my man to be in my profile picture. Like, that's unheard of. If you got to ask and he say, oh, I'm a private person. Okay, you're a private person. It's just a profile picture. I'm not going to put nothing else up about what we're doing, where we're going, how we're moving. But if I can't put a profile picture up of you and you're sleeping with me, oh, we got an issue. 
You're not sleeping with me no more. You don't mm. want to be my profile picture, you don't want to be in my bedroom. I'm mm. sorry. <laughs> That's the way it has to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some of y'all want to fall for the okie doke. Some women want to fall for the okie doke because they don't want to know the truth because they can't handle the truth. Yeah. Because men are real. Mm-hmm. Men are real honest in a in a, a special kind of way. Like they say stuff like, you know, I'm private. You know, don't do that. You know, out in public. You know, I don't hold hands. Okay, you gonna hold my hand? I'm <laughs> sorry because we accept things that we shouldn't be accepting. Right. You want to hold my hand here, but you want to hold my hand in the house. No, yeah, and they do that to condition us to think a certain way, and then we just fall for the trap right. every single time, you know? you got to right. pay attention mm-hmm. to the signs. So you're absolutely right on that. Yeah. But with that being said, we're going to go to break, and we're going to be right back for our second segment and talk more about it's healing time and, you know, what you're doing in the community to dispel this frame of thinking. Okay. Remember, no side chicken. She's given us all of the juicy details and the positive of how she came out of infidelity and is spreading the word on how to not be wrecking people's homes, women. We have to have more respect for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And this whole topic reminds me of um, Escape Song. Trey, you're 47, so you should know this song. My Little yeah, girl. by Escape. Remember that song? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yes, girl. Just one verse in that song, she said, everybody cheats, but you got to know how and you got to know when. So my question to you is, do you believe that? Do you believe that everyone cheats at one point in their lifetime? Um, I don't believe everyone cheats at one point in their lifetime. I just believe that immature people cheat. The cheating is a sign of immaturity. Like, if you're not ready to be in a monogamous relationship, you're going to cheat. So, a lot of times we don't know because we're in an immature state of mind. But as young people and as parents, I have three sons, so I have to have real conversations with them. Like, you know, like I have a 22-year-old, and he's in a relationship, and I have to encourage him that if this is not what you want, then you have to be mature enough to tell the person because the truth hurts but lies damage, and I don't want my boys to ever damage anybody. So I would refer, prefer them to just tell the truth. But I just don't think that everybody cheats. I, I know some people who've been in marriages since they were teenagers, 
who haven't cheated. We just got this stigma in society where we want this negative thing to go on, like negativity and dysfunction is normal. No happiness and truth is normal. And if that's what we teach our children, that's what we teach our youth, if that's what we had an example of, some people grew up in houses with parents who were loving relationships who never, whose parents didn't cheat, so they don't cheat. Like a lot of us are a product of our environment. We've learned how to cheat because that's what we watched growing up. Like, we've seen our parents cheat. We've seen our parents be side chicks. We've seen our sister or our auntie come come to our house with somebody's husband. So the fact that they say that everybody cheats, I don't believe that. Mm. I don't believe that. Wow. I I, I totally agree with you. And I guess it's – okay, well, I would say that it's all about communication, but do you think Mm -hmm. that – do you think that communication, like communicating is something that is like a learned behavior? Can you basically get into a relationship with a man and teach him how to treat you, teach him how to communicate with you? Is this something that should already be instilled in them? No, some people have to learn how to communicate because we all come from different lenses. We all come from different backgrounds. So if in your house your parents talked out loud about every topic, about sex, about music about this but in somebody else's house they had a mother who was over churched and i love the lord but who was over churched and you wasn't allowed to talk about sex you don't know how to communicate about sex so you have to be taught Mm -hmm. that so there's something that some people don't know how to talk about finances because nobody talks about money in their house or they've never been around an environment that's dealing with finances some people don't know how to talk because they've never been taught to communicate because they weren't allowed to speak in their homes so what we have to remember when we come together with a person is we have to ask some real questions like how did you communicate in your home? Because, you know, when we grew up, it was for us to be seen and not heard. So we weren't even allowed to communicate in the home. Our parents said, because I said right. so. Like, <laughs> why? Because I said so. Yes. so right. They had a grown folks business. <laughs> right. We weren't allowed to say if our parents told us something or we did something. We weren't allowed to even explain why we decided to do that. It was like, you did something wrong? I can't believe you. And we like, well, let me tell you, no, go upstairs. I don't want to just get away from me because I'm about to, you know, I'm about to tear you up or whatever. So mm-hmm. we're in a different generation now where my boys will stop me and say, you need to give me an opportunity to speak. You know, but back in the day, if I said that to my mother, she might have knocked my teeth down my throat. So that's why <laughs> right. I didn't know how to effectively communicate so for me, it was draw back when somebody raises up. You know what I'm saying? All right, maybe I better be quiet because I don't want to make this person angry. So communication a lot of times, basically probably 99% of the time is learned between two people because we have to learn how to communicate with a person we never communicated with because this is a new person in our life. It's our mate, our spouse. Their parents were different. Our parents are different. So it definitely has to be taught. And sometimes... We need to go and get some help. We think it's like a crime to get help from somebody. Like, go get some therapy so that y'all can have a real conversation. Mm. Right. Right. It's definitely frowned upon, especially in the black community, you know, mm. going yeah, to therapy. Because, sure. you know, it has mm-hmm. that stigma attached to it that we're crazy. You mm-hmm. know, everybody likes to throw that word well, so loosely around. Mm. And I don't. I'm saying some of us got a little crazy in us. I mean, <laughs> Well, it depends on how you throw the word around. Some of us got <laughs> yeah. a little crazy in us. I'm not saying crazy is a bad word. I like to call it emotion. 
Emotion. Emotion. Okay. You can call it emotion. I got a little crazy in me. It needs to be tamed sometimes. But it's all good. <laughs> okay. So when it comes to, you know, matters of the heart, how do you control your mind? You know, because since we're on that topic of emotion, you know. Yeah. The mind mm-hmm. part would be logic, you know, and, you know, not to get preaching on you guys, but the Bible says the heart is treacherous. Who can know it? You know, and then the old adage right. says mm-hmm. follow your heart, you know. So how do you how do you right. control your mind when you're thinking about your heart? Mm, that's a good question. Well, well, everything is about self-control, right? And this is, this is I'm going to go into why I believe people cheat. Matters of the heart controlling your mind. Self-control, when people are in monogamous relationships, it's because they are mature. So they can control themselves because self-control requires maturity. So everything that you do in your life, you say, how do people control their heart and their mind and all of that? It's all about self-control. You have to stop. You have to, like, pump the brakes and really think to yourself, who is this going to affect? Who is this going to hurt? Is it beneficial to me in the long run? We have no self-control, so that's why we run on emotion. You have to really control yourself nowadays because, like I said before, there will be consequences to everybody's actions, to everybody's actions, whether they're up to you. So we're so quick to jump based on emotion. And, and emotion can last one second. You cannot mm-hmm. react to something based on how you emotionally feel in that second because your emotions change like the wind. You know what I'm saying? You'll be happy one minute sad the next, so you're going to make lifelong decisions based on your emotions. And all of this is learned. But like I said, mm-hmm. we don't get help. All of this is learned. Like you cannot react based on your emotions, Trey. Like, you have to stop. It's going to be okay because you're only going to feel like this maybe for a day. So don't make that right. decision right now. And a lot of us, we want to answer so quickly. I encourage you, when somebody asks you a question or you're feeling emotional, I encourage you to say, let me get back to you with that. Because right now is really not the right time for me to talk about this. And I always tell women when we're dealing with men, a lot of times we want to force men to talk to us in the moment. You have to ask somebody if they feel like talking to really get a result. Because, you know, journalistic mm, chick, if I don't feel like true. talking to you, if I'm, if you're talking to me and I don't feel like talking to you, you're really not going to get the result that you want because I'm really not listening to you. Because emotionally, I really don't want to talk to you. So you're never going to get out of me what you want. I'm never going to hear what you're trying to say. But if you came to me and said, Trey, I need to talk to you about something. Is now a good time? Right? And I said, yes, now is a good time. What's up, girl? Right. We would have an effective conversation. If you came to me and said, Trey, you feel like talking. I had a really crappy day. I would be like, you know, not right now, Dawn. Maybe we could talk another day. And things will go a lot smoother for you. Because right. if I'm in my emotions, I'm not hearing you. Really, I'm not. <laughs> Very true. This you dropping gems, first of all. So thank you, because I'm sure a lot of people are listening. I know a lot of people have a lot of things that they want to ask you, and um, just some comments. Mm-hmm. But before we do any of that, we want to play a game with you. Uh oh. The game is called Let's Play with Trey: Five Sexy Telltales. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Yes. This is the sexier side of Pillow Uh oh. <laughs> Sexy music. I like that. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you five questions. And we already know you're candid because we can tell by what you said so far. I'm going to ask you five <laughs> questions and we want you to answer it 
and your most honest answer. Now, remember, okay. this is intimate. Our tagline is the intimate things you think we say, but we're flipping that. And it's going to be the intimate things we think you say. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, number one. Well, I hope y'all ready for what? this. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Are you? Okay. Number one, what turns you on? Um, what turns me on um, R&B music. Okay. Number two, at what age did you have your first orgasm? Oh, that's a good question. You know, women, wow. you know, will have sex, lose their virginity, but have, right. have an orgasm for years. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You're right. Um, <laughs> that, I don't even remember, really. Probably <laughs> in my 20s. Okay. I'm not really sure because, you know, you know, we first, when I first had sex, it wasn't right reasons. I wasn't even looking for orgasm, to be honest with right. you. So when I had one, it probably was in my 20s. Yeah, you need that mental connection. I just that connection right, because you really don't know if you don't know. Like you might have mm-hmm. thought you had one until you really had one. Right. And you're like, what? I the? think that happens to a Whoa. lot of women. Yes. I've been waiting three years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question number three is. <laughs> so silly. Um, what's your favorite song to put on to strip tease to? My favorite song. Let me think. Um, y'all know y'all play Johnny Gill just now, right? Like, <laughs> yes, we did that just for you. But just for you. <laughs> my favorite song would be "I Love Me from Him" by Tony Braxton. Oh yes, I love that song too. That's definitely ninety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number four. <laughs> all of my emotions and my feelings <laughs> right now. Um. <laughs> 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 Number four, this is pretty intimate. Your favorite position, Uh-oh. why? My favorite <laughs> position, I like to be on top because I'm in control. Yeah, oh, I like to be on top because yeah. I'm in control. <laughs> okay, I'm not mad at that. Not mad at all. Um, I can control the pace. Is... I can control the pace. No, let me stop. <laughs> um. And last but certainly not least, this is not as intimate. It's actually more sensual. But um, what has been your favorite date thus far? My favorite date thus far has been listening to R&B music with my current man. Mm. And I ain't going to go no further than that. I, do, <laughs> I love R&B music, and I, and I sing to him. Oh, so, okay. yes. That's can you sing? My favorite. I sing good enough for him to enjoy it. <laughs> oh no! You can hear me sing every morning at nine a.m. with coffee with people. You know I don't care. You know I will bust a verse on here right now, and I ain't no Tony Braxton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm very entertaining though. Oh uh, yeah, we see. We see. Right. <laughs> So thank you so much for um, playing that little game with us. We just wanted to break up all the pieces that we were listening to. So now we're really going to take a musical break and come back and talk some more. Stay tuned. Okay.
Okay, we are back with the beautiful and talented Trey Kearney. This is Pillow Talk Radio. So happy for you all who are tuning in tonight. We are going to go to some calls now because I'm sure everyone has lots of calls. Sorry, lots of questions that they'd like to ask Trey. We're going to go on with the first caller. Okay, we have a caller on the line from 646-431. Caller, do you have anything you would like to say about tonight's topic? Speak on it. Hello? Okay, we're going to go to the next caller. We have a caller on the line from 571-275. Caller, do you have anything you would like to say about tonight's topic? Speak on it. Hey, how you doing? Hello. Hi. Right. I had a question. When you were doing all that, were you ever worried about catching any diseases, like HIV? That's a very good question. No, I was not even concerned about that. I was too busy running around doing stuff, and that is like, when I'm, I just want to say, since the brother said this, it is so important for women to understand that men who cheat don't use protection because it's an ego trip that they can get women to sleep with them without condoms. So please, ladies, protect yourselves because a man who cheats is very immature and he's not concerned about his body, so he's certainly not concerned about yours, so you should be. But I was really not concerned about any of those things because I thought I was the only one with him, which I was not. Okay. Thanks. Thank, Thank you, caller. caller. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Great question. Okay, we have a caller on the line from 862-279. Caller, do you have any thoughts on tonight's topic? Speak on it. All right. Let's see. We have another caller on the line from 540-251. Caller, do you have any thoughts on tonight's topic? Speak on it. Um. Hello. Good evening. Hi. Good evening. Hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to know if, um, do you believe in the saying, once a cheater, always a cheater? No, I don't believe in that because I'm not a cheater. I changed. I, I, I'm more mature. And that's why I tell people that cheating is uh, a sign of immaturity because you can't control yourself. I can control myself now. Back then I couldn't control myself based on what I saw a nice body, somebody treating me nice, somebody saying something to me that maybe I wasn't getting at home. Now I can control myself and I can take time to think and say, who is this going to hurt? You know, because I have a level of maturity now where I can stop and say, this is not going to be good for you, Trey, in the end, so you shouldn't do that. So I don't think once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't think once or anything, always or anything, anything. I always believe that people can change for the better. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. We have a caller on the line from 301-339. Caller, do you have any thoughts on tonight's topic? Speak on it. As-salamu alaykum. So my my question is, like, what was on your mind while you was going through what you was going through? Like, what was you thinking about? Like, you say you wasn't thinking about anything, but something had to be on your mind. Oh, when I was cheating on my husband, what was I thinking? Yeah. 
Oh, I was thinking that he wasn't paying enough attention to me, and I needed some attention, and that's all I wanted. And when the right person came along with the right game and paid attention to me, that's what I was thinking about. Oh, so all it took was for somebody to run some game on you for you to be out? No, all of this was because I was running game on myself because I wanted attention from a man. And it, it goes back to years of different things that went on in my life. But when I was running around doing what I was doing, I wasn't thinking about anything other than myself. Yeah. You have another question? Oh, uh, yes, I do. Actually. Um, thank you for letting me uh, get this time. Go ahead. Um, my my next question is to you is like that was your husband. You say you wanted attention. Why can you just do things to get attention from your husband? Like you know, I don't know. Come like he comes home from work, you do something special for him to get attention. Um, let me um, tell you something. Tell you I'm, something. I'm, I control I'm, me. I don't control, control my, husband. my husband. He had his he own had mindset. Own Other things were more important in his life then. Than me, which was making money, and he, like I said, we have to look at two things through different lenses of how they were raised. And how he was raised, he was, he was a provider and a protector, and as long as he was doing that, he was doing the right thing. So for me to articulate to him what I needed, I wasn't mature enough to do that. I got married at a very young age, I got married when I was 21, so I didn't know how to communicate that effectively to him. So he felt like he was doing what he was supposed to do as a man. Which he was. I just wasn't getting what I needed as a woman from him, and I didn't know how to tell him that. Yeah. Great Honestly. question. Thank you so much for um, your questions. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Carla. And there is a slight yeah. echo, so I do want to say, Carla, when you do call in, um, if you could just turn down your radios or whatever it is that you're listening to us from so that that echo can kind of, like, disappear. Yes. Okay. And um, right now we have a caller on the line from 540-446. Caller, do you have any thoughts on tonight's topic? Speak on it. Yes. Yeah, so good evening, sisters. Um, I just wanted to make a good comment. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Hello? Yes. Okay, um, well, first yeah, I want to say that, okay, first I want to say we have to understand as, um, you sound like everybody sound like the Afro-American, so I'm just going to say as black people, that we're coming out of the psychological chains and bondages of slavery. Black men didn't used to have to be accountable right. for anything they did sexually. They were taken to, you know, what would be a modern day, or what would back then would be equivalent to a strip club. They're going there, they'll perform sex acts. They got the woman of their choice. They do whatever they want to do, and then they'll move on. They didn't have to care about responsibilities, feelings, nothing. And then in the course of relationships like that where there's cheating and all that going on, there's a whole lot of DNA being passed on, um, a whole lot of uh, bad karma being passed on. So after a while, the girlfriend reminds you of the wife, the, the wife reminds you of the girlfriend, and every just everything just gets all tangled up and everything just gets mis- misconstrued and feelings start getting hurt. But coming from that standpoint, we have to reevaluate our values in relationships and what does a relationship really mean to us because a lot of times we just go into relationships on face value and we just go into it on how things look and how things feel 
and we're actually subconsciously or unconsciously adopting these European values when it comes to relationships. Because I'm sure that coming out of slavery or in the pre, pre-slavery days, there wasn't a whole lot of cheating going on in Africa. People wasn't doing the things they do. All of these are learned behaviors. And then as we grow or as we go on in time, living here in North America or so-called America, whatever you want to call it, we start adapting these European filthy-ass despicable acts and behaviors and put that into our lives, and it's not working for us. This is why you got so many women out here that that single women, single mothers, raising kids by themselves, getting welfare, getting social services and all this, because black men didn't have to have that kind of responsibility. All they had to do was just plant the seed and keep it moving. And you see this happening today. You know, you see the same thing happening that happened coming out of slavery. So with all that being said, we have to make attempts to get back to what we need to do. And it doesn't even have to be on a religious plane, but we have to reevaluate our morals. And that will be a start as to where we're going to go as a people and how we will be successful. Because as long as we're adopting these European lifestyles of cheating, going to strip clubs, getting drunk, forgetting about what you did the night before, sleeping with these different women, lying, cheating, and it goes both ways. It's not just, it's just, it's the man's fault as well as it's the woman's fault. You know, we can't blame either one because we, we, we got to take uh, responsibility for it, for ourselves and for the situation. That's it. Cool. Trey, you have any comments on that? I'm just going to say I understand what he's saying about adopting uh, European values and um, us um, coming from Africa, but we're in 2017 right now, so we need to be responsible for what we're doing right now. I don't look for excuses from we were on slave ships and we were doing this. No, I'm looking at where we are in our lives right now. I'm a 47-year-old woman. What I did to my husband, cheating was immaturity, it didn't have anything to do based on slave ships and what my ex did to me at his age had nothing to do with Africa, slave ships or European values. It had to do with the fact that we made some terrible choices that disrupted our lives and we needed to make some real conscious decisions to get some help and change our lives and that's what I did. Okay. All right, we have a caller on um, the line. Do we have from, time for one more call? Yeah, we have a caller on the line mm-hmm. from three zero one eight four four. Caller, do you have any thoughts on tonight's topic? Speak on it. Hello. Hello. Yes. Caller, you're live. Three zero one eight four four. Caller, you're live. Hey, how you doing? Hello. Hello. You have a question? Guess he has a bad connection. You might want to move on to the next yeah. caller. All right. Let's see. We do not have any new callers in the queue right now. Okay. Well, we can take another little quick break. Well, actually, let me just ask Trey this quick question because I've been wanting to um, ask her this. The information has just been so juicy, I didn't get a chance to. But, Trey, um, <laughs> is it ever a good idea to call the wife? And this is just for the side chicks. Like, should you ever get on the phone and call the wife? 
No, because you have no place in a wife's life. You're dead wrong. You're dead wrong because you're someplace where you're not even supposed to be. So how dare you disrupt mm. somebody? What you should do is stop calling her husband. You should stop calling people, period. <laughs> you didn't call one too many people already. So now right. you can't call the wife for what? And this is, this is the problem with the side chicks. And this is the problem with us as women. When you call somebody's wife, you are intentionally trying to hurt her. Because you're not trying to help her out because she don't need the information that you're going to give her. She needs you to stop calling and sleeping with her husband. So don't call her. Don't call him. Call Tyrone. How about that? <laughs> Thanks, because I just, okay. Cues, Erica, if I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, wow. This is such good information. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. But that was um, my I actually Oh, go ahead. No, I'm done. That that I mean that was my question because you see that so much like the inboxing the wives and you know the girlfriends and the fiancés and you know posting things. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this too. Y'all side chicks better watch out. I don't I don't promote violence and I don't condone it. <laughs> but y'all side chicks better watch out cuz the wives <laughs> is rising up, all right? Wives are starting to come here. Fist the cups. They ready. They duking up. They throwing acid on people oh, they yeah. doing stuff right now yeah. they setting people on fire i told i say this all the time i don't believe in karma i believe that there's going to be some conflict to your actions and the wives is getting tired because you don't understand the adrenaline you don't understand the emotions and the adrenaline that comes along with cheating from somebody and you're not the only side chick there's so much more going on inside the house there's so much so many more side chicks you don't understand that there is a point, there's a boiling point, and somebody's going to get it, and it might be you, because I was at my boiling point at one point, and I, I tell a story just because I know when people say, how can somebody snap and kill somebody? How can somebody snap and kill their husband? How can somebody snap and kill a side chick? Because after you put so much into a relationship and there's children involved, you become desperate. Desperate people do desperate things. Now, I didn't right. do some. I was about to do something desperate because I was about to bash the brother in the head with a hammer. Literally, oh, I was waiting for him to come home. But I did. Wow. I sent enough to call my pastor, and she mm. talked me off the ledge and said, "You're not gonna do that because you're really not about that jail life, and right. you're really not about leaving your kids." But I was at the point yeah. right there where I could have snapped mm. and very well been in jail right now because I had taken so much. I mm. had gave him so many chances. I had put my life on the line so many times to find out that you just slept with this one, that one, that one. You had put my health at jeopardy. My children were watching. We had a kid together. So at that point, I was at my boiling point. So Mm -hmm. things can happen. So side chicks, I promise you, you might want (laughs) to back off because there's a wife right now at her boiling point, and you might be the target. So Mm. be careful what you're doing and what you wish for. Mm, absolutely. I've heard countless numbers of stories where men, you know, have climbed through windows and, and killed mm, right. whoever was sleeping with his girlfriend. I, I, mm, I know right. a lot of stories like that. It's, it's actually very, people very clap. dangerous. You know, people put you in, you know, you're putting yourself, actually, I can't even say people, you're putting yourself in a dangerous, you know, situation. So it's definitely something. That and you don't even know about. if you're dealing with somebody that has mental health issues. Mental health, right. is, first of all, mental health is real. And some people are already at the breaking point before the cheating even comes involved. And then you got to deal with, like, women, they're in a home, they have financial issues, he hasn't been paying the bills. There's so much that comes along with, this, with there being infidelity in a marriage or adultery 
that, you know, there's bills that are not being paid because he's busy buying gifts for the side chick. This God. man has not come home for two days. The children are crying. The children have cold. She's been in the hospital. Like, there's so much that comes along with this that you don't even understand the damage that you're causing being a side chick. You are causing somebody so much pain, and you want to blame the man, but you are a very, 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 very big part of it. And, ladies, we can change the world by simply honor, guarding, and respecting each other's relationship. We can change the world by simply saying no to somebody else's man. It's that simple. We don't have to sit here and blame each other. What he said and he said, on my platform, I removed the men from the equation. So when women come to me saying, well, he said he's going to leave his wife, and he said, no, 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 there's no he. Why are you doing this? What, what, is, what are you getting out of speaking with somebody else's man who would disrespect you? Because let me tell you what the men tell me. So the side chicks who are listening, because they probably like, oh, she needs to shut up. The men tell me the side chick is not special. She's easy, she's convenient, and she makes herself available at any time. Mm-hmm. I can go to her house in the wee hours of the morning and get my thing off and leave her laying in the bed nasty and go take a shower and go home to my wife. And the next day she'll do the same thing. You're not special. You're easy, and you make yourself convenient. Mm. Well, with that being said, we're going to break. We need some music. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back, guys. Okay. Okay, we are back. This is Pillow Talk. We have the beautiful Trey Kearney here giving us all of the wonderful details of how we can avoid becoming side chicks and how to remain respectful to ourselves and each other's relationships. Thank you so much, Trey. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Absolutely. It is. (laughs) So I have one more question, you know, before we close out. Um, You're in the business of helping other people. But how do you help yourself yes. in times of sadness or, or hardship? Like, who helps you? I have my girls. I have my core four, my four best friends. There's five of us. We call each other our core four. So I have a core. I have a very good man in my life who supports me and who talked me off the limb tonight. I appreciate him. But I have a um, circle of people around me. I have my church family. And I just God has just connected me with some wonderful, amazing women who pour into me so that I can pour into others. Yes, we all need that circle. We do. We really do. Yes. And so far with um, It's Healing Time, 
you know, with this journey you're on, you know, what's your greatest joy? My greatest joy is when I hear a person say, thank you so much for helping me and helping me to snatch my life back from despair because it's healing time ministry is about women snatching their life back from the devastating effects of infidelity and knowing that infidelity is not the end of their life. Okay, great. Um, do we have time for one more caller? I believe we do. Um, I'm not uh, sure if we have any. Let me see. We do have a caller on the line from 862202. Caller, do you have any thoughts on tonight's topic? Speak on it. Hello? Yes, we're here. Hi. Hi, journalistic chick. <laughs> Hello. Hi, pumpkin. So, How my question is, well, first in. of all, I just want, I'm great. I just wanted to say, first of all, that you guys are doing a great job. I'm enjoying the cool conversation. But my question Thank is, you. should the wife call the side chick? Oh, that's a good one. Mm, that is a good never, one. ever, 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 never, ever, ever call the side chick. Don't even give her that much power or authority in your life or control because that's what she wants. She wants attention. That's why she's seeking to destroy your marriage. That's why she's seeking your husband, because she wants attention. So don't let her control your husband and you. Don't ever give her that power. Trust me, I called the side chicks. I called a couple of them. A couple of them called me, and there was nothing productive that came out of it. No, I don't want to be your friend. No, I don't want to compare stories. I do want to tell you that if you come for my man again, I'm going to crack you upside your forehead. But I'm beyond that now. That's the way the conversation. <laughs> not because I was fighting over a man. I'm just I'm being real, but not because I was fighting over a man. Because I was I wanted to fight over the fact that you're disrespecting me and my children. We have children in this house, and you're disrespectful. But it is never a reason for the wife to call a side chick. You're not going to get anything out of it but despair. She is any woman who's a side chick is immature. She's a liar. She's seeking to destroy your home, and she will tell you anything to get your man. So do not give her any more power or authority over your life and your family's home by calling her. She wants attention. Don't give it to her. Mm. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, thank you. Keep up the good work, okay. ladies. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> thank you. Thank thank you. No problem. Good night. Good night. Well, everyone, that concludes tonight's session of Pillow Talk. I want to thank you so much, Trey, for speaking with us, for letting the audience know your story, for putting us on to its healing time. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. And if anybody needs support through the devastating effects of infidelity, please email me, w2wshow at gmail.com, w Number two, wshow at gmail.com. Please email me. You do not have to go through this alone. I promise you. It, 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 there's help out there for you. And you can go to my website, www.thew2wshow.com, if you would like to purchase the book, It's Healing Time, or if you would like to work with me. I'm a certified life coach and relationship coach. Yes, please go pick up that book. It's amazing. Yes, yes people, please. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Don't forget to tune in next week where we will be discussing majority rules. Black men, have you lost your edge? And we ask you because time and time again, you'll hear black women say that the dating game isn't the same and that men don't know how to step up to the plate. 
when it comes to courting the good woman. So mm. what we want to know is, is all hope lost? Is it time for us to start dating outside of our race and seeking other ethnicities? Mm. But before we even go on to that, we didn't do the bedroom buster. And guess what the bedroom buster is, guys? You will not believe this. The bedroom buster is in Hong Kong. It is legal for a wife to kill her husband and mistress if he is cheated. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. Whoa. You hear Whoa. that? Yes. It's legal. You hear that, people? In Hong Kong, a wife can kill her husband and the mistress if she finds out that he's cheating. It'd wow. Be a lot, it'd be a lot of dead men out here. If that was, <laughs> no, it'd be a lot of men that would slow their roll out here. It'd be a lot of men that would slow their roll if we could Right. Maybe we can incorporate that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of men who would think twice before being hashtag the side chick. So that's why Trey says no side chicken. Side chicken, yes. Okay, people, remember to hashtag that too. No side chicken, okay? You don't need yes, to- and go pick up your shirt, please, from her website. Visit her website and pick up your shirt. No side chicken. We are no longer going to be a part of that whole scenario. That's right. right. And remember, if you are artists or you want songs played or have any questions and concerns or have topics that you want us to discuss, feel free to email us at theladiesofpillowtalk at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you. Yes, thank, thank you. you so much, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Later. Be back up at the club again. I know what you want, but you're not gonna get it. That's enough for sure. Got you fighting with me. You do what you want with somebody else. Come on, baby. You're the one to talk to. Bitches be watching you, they gon' put their hand all in your pocket. But-
with that credit card that's in your wallet. Drinking liquor when we celebrating. Calculating on my phone. Trying to get a nigga take the kind of mouth. Cause she wants that tax every month. You've been 